Welcome to Found in Space, a science podcast for kids and teens. Alex would like to know, how did the Saturn V rocket work? Great question, Alex. So let's start with talking about what the Saturn V was. This is probably one of the most famous rockets in all of history, right? So the Saturn V is what we call a launch vehicle. Its purpose is to launch things into space. Now let's think about why do we actually need a launch vehicle? Well, it comes back to gravity. Yes, we talk a lot about gravity together, right? Gravity is that thing that pulls you back down when you jump. So if we were to get up right now and try to jump, we'd get a little ways up and then fall back down. So what if we want to go to the moon? Well, we can't just jump all the way to the moon because gravity's going to pull us back down. So we need to have something that keeps lifting us up faster and faster, faster than that gravity is pulling us back down. And that is what our rockets are for. So the rocket is going to push in one direction. Now you might have seen a rocket launch before, maybe in person, or you might have seen a video of it. And you see that rockets are usually very tall and thin and pointy. And from the bottom, we often see this explosion coming out, right? And so we have something pushing down. We call this the thrust. So the thrust is pushing out and the rocket moves in the opposite direction of that thrust. Now, this is something that we can do at home. And my favorite example is actually a balloon. So if you take a balloon and you blow the balloon up, but you don't tie the balloon, right? Just hold it pinched with your fingers and it's full of air, or you could do this with water too. It makes a little bit more of a mess with water. But when you let go of that balloon, the air comes out the back of the balloon. It comes out the little, the little hole that you had blown into and it goes shooting in the opposite direction. So this is what a rocket does, but we make it a lot more controlled because whenever I let go of my balloon, it always goes all the way around the room and ends up hitting into everything, right? So we don't want our rocket to do that. We want to direct our rocket right up through the atmosphere and get to space. So let's think about the parts of a rocket and we're going to come back to that thrust in a minute. But the first part that we have of the rocket is the structure itself. So this is the big tube that is carrying everything and keeping it together. Often there's going to be the pointy bit at the top, your nose cone, and that's going to help it pierce through the air more easily. We've got fins at the bottom that's going to help stabilize it and keep it going, directing it in the direction we want it to go. So it's not like our balloon that's just going crazy around the room, right? Now we have the guidance system. That's the computer inside, which is telling the rocket where to go. 
And you can have pilots as well, but usually when it's when we're launching, it's going to be all automated, right? You don't want a human to have to do anything unless something goes wrong. And then you've got your pilot in there who can make adjustments on the fly. You also have what we call the payload. So the payload is the thing that we're actually getting into space. And in the case of the Saturn V, that often was astronauts, right? And the craft that would take them all the way to the moon. Sometimes with modern rockets, it's a satellite that we might be trying to launch into orbit or it might be a spacecraft that is going to go off and explore a distant planet or something like that. And then finally, our last system is the propulsion system. That's the thing that actually makes the rocket go, right? That generates the thrust. So we've got the thrust and then the rocket gets pushed in the opposite direction. So the Saturn V used liquid fuel. And what its fuel is made from is actually really cool. So it used liquid hydrogen. Yeah, hydrogen is the lightest of all the elements. Now, most of the time, hydrogen is going to be in a gas form. And actually hydrogen is really reactive. So when it meets with another type of element, it's often going to bond with it and turn into something else, into another chemical, like water, for instance. So hydrogen and oxygen make water. But if we separate that hydrogen out and then we squeeze it and we make it really, really cold, we can turn it into a liquid. Now, the other half is that we'd use liquid oxygen and the same thing if we squeeze it and we chill it down and make it really really cold we can make that oxygen into a liquid as well now what do we say happens when you put hydrogen and you put oxygen together they're gonna have a reaction and what they make is water but it's a really explosive reaction so we want to control that explosion and direct it out of the rocket. We don't want to explode the whole rocket, right? We want to direct it out and down so that that can create our thrust. So the Saturn V, all that white stuff that you'd see coming out during the launches, that was a bunch of water steam. Now it'd still be really, really hot. So you wouldn't want to be anywhere close to that because it would still burn you. It would be so hot if you touched that. That's why everyone has to be a really safe distance away when the rockets are going off. But it uses the hydrogen and oxygen, which is very abundant. Abundant means there's a lot of it on Earth. <laughs> it's really cool. The Saturn V was a really, really big launch vehicle because we used it to get people all the way to the moon to get people beyond what we call LEO, LEO or low Earth orbit. That's where most of our satellites are. That's where most space missions go. But the moon is a lot farther away from that. So we needed an even bigger rocket. Now to get to space, you've got to lift yourself up 
for faster than gravity is pulling you back down, right? So that means we needed a lot of fuel, just a huge amount of fuel. Most of the rocket was just made up of fuel that we had to carry to be able to get all the way to space. But here's the thing. Well, the more, the bigger your rocket is, the more fuel you need, right? So you start to use your fuel and then as you get higher and higher and higher up above the ground, getting closer to closer to space, well, now you've used up a lot of your fuel, you've burned it up. So now you're just pulling an empty rocket with you, but that's heavy, so you need more fuel for that. So here was the solution that engineers came up with at the time. They said, well, what if we split the rocket into pieces? And as it launches, the first piece will use up all of its fuel. So we call this a stage. So stage one uses up all of its fuel. And then we'll have it detach. We'll have it break off from the main rocket. So the rest of the rocket keeps going, but stage one that's empty, there's no more fuel left in it, drops down and drops away. So the Saturn V actually had three stages. So each time as it got higher and higher and higher up into space, it would drop away. Now, the Saturn V itself didn't take astronauts all the way to the moon. The astronauts rode in their crew module, which was a lot smaller because once they were in space, they didn't need to worry about launching up off of the Earth, right? So they could just, the rocket had already sent them off in the direction of the moon. So they could go to the moon, orbit around it, and some of the missions even landed on the moon and then came back in their little capsule. And then they came back down and they had to come back through the atmosphere. They're going really, really, really fast when they're coming back. And so the capsule that they were in got really hot and it heated up, but they were able to slow down as they rubbed against the air. And when they got low enough into the atmosphere, they had parachutes to slow them down even more and then come to a relatively gentle land splashdown in the ocean. So today we aren't using the Saturn V anymore. Saturn V was used for the Apollo missions and it was also used to launch Skylab, which was America's first space station. Today, we now have a rocket, which is the SLS, the Space Launch System. And this is being used, and it's we're in the early stages now, to run the, or rather launch the Artemis program. So Artemis is going back to the moon. And it's a fun name because in Greek mythology, Artemis was the twin sister of Apollo. Artemis was also a moon god or goddess. So Apollo was chosen for the original moon missions because he was also the god of archery. So it was a shot at the moon that was being taken by NASA. And now that NASA is going back, it's the sister, the twin of Apollo, but now it's Artemis. All right. So Alex, thanks for a great question. I hope that this answered some of what you were wondering about the Saturn V, and we'll definitely talk some more astronautics in the future. 
Thank you everyone for listening. If you have any questions that you'd like us to talk about on the podcast, please have your folks send an email to the email in the description box. And as always, friends, I hope you have dark skies and remember to stay curious.